Hello, everybody. Welcome to... I almost said a cool mapping because I was looking at the website. And then an aeroplane. Our Studio Ghibli podcast. I'm Autumn June, and I'm joined by Em. It's time for anime. It's time for some fucking anime. It's time to talk about Joe. Oh <laughs> God, I wish. I already talked about Nietzsche. You can find that on our uh, Your Uncle's Beach House feed, where we talk about Patreon-requested uh, anime shows. We have an episode on Kino's Journey that's recording this weekend. Uh, it'll already be in the can by the time you hear this. Um, it's also yeah, snowing are. buckets out right now. Holy shit. What? It is It is mid-April, and it is just we're getting like two to eight inches of snow today. I keep having to turn on the heater when I wake up in the morning and it's like 55 degrees in the house and then turn on the air conditioner when it's like, you know, 79 by the afternoon. It hasn't, it it got over, it got over 70 once in the last month. Um, It's just been cold. It's been cold in this part of the world. Sucks. Unreasonably cold, unreasonably wet. Now it's just fucking snowing. It's just going to be a big snow, and it's going to be gone by Saturday because it's supposed to be sixty degrees. Oh, I hate that because it's just going to make everything wet. That, ugh. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> is this the first episode we've recorded? Yes, this is the first episode we recorded since the world caught on fire. Um, a rare podcast that's allowed to have that five weeks in or whatever. It's been rough. It's been nice. It's nice to just watch a quiet movie. So we should probably just talk about the quiet movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we are here to talk about uh, my neighbors. Uh, is it the Yamados or the Yamadas? Um, Yamadas is probably correct. I would. Uh, my American mouth will always say Yamadas. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at because I was like thinking about. It. I was like, I don't think that's how they say word. No, say there's no there's no uh, syllable stress like we put in English. So it would probably um, be Yamadas. Yamada's is the 1999 Ghibli film um, directed by Sao Takahata um, based on, I think, a newspaper strip. Do I have that right? Um, um, it seemed like that was the case based on Nonochan. Uh, this is. Uh, yeah, this is this is just from an actual newspaper. So, yeah. And um, we're going to do our best to talk about it because it is just a series of funny or uh, mildly emotional vignettes. It's not like there's not a lot of plot to this movie. So I'm figuring out what exactly we want to do here. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other production stuff to talk about before we get into the actual stuff. There isn't really a ton because this movie is not like, you know, super well known in the West. Um, I assume this is one of those that was considered too Japanese to bring over. Um, it's completely digital, uh, which uh, you can tell because really? one, it has a lot of really uh, digital transitions. And two, I don't think you'd be able to easily make the movie look the way it does traditional animation wise. Okay. Because there's definitely some moments where I could tell it was digital, but I figured yeah. it was a mix of the two. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it is kind of the thing to talk about with this. This is, uh, unlike other, every other Studio Ghibli movie, rendered mostly in a very, like, uh, you know, crayon and colored pencil, super deformed, chibi style, uh, character mm-hmm. design. And it's mostly, like, very soft colors, uh, like, not even fulfilling the thick line work on, like, sparse illustrative backgrounds. It looks like a kid's, like, picture book. 
Yeah, it looks in a lot of ways like an extension of the stuff that um, they started to do on Only Yesterday. Um, yes. And this style is definitely carried through into Tale of Princess Kaguya, which we'll get to in like months and months from now. Yeah, I've never seen that, so I'm very excited to. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really trying to think of how to summarize this movie. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know what? The paragraph on Wikipedia is just like, it's just a paragraph and I'm just going to read it. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. You're welcome to do that. I do that for uh, Greg Gun Project for six months now. So <laughs> very excited for Gundam Wing. <laughs> yeah, me too. The film is a series of vignettes uh, following the daily lives of the Yamada family, uh, Takahashi and Matsuko, the mother, father and mother, Shige, uh, the grandmother, Noburo, uh, like the 13-year-old son, and Nonoko, the like five-year-old daughter, and the dog, Pochi. Um, each of the vignettes is preceded by a title such as Father as Role Model, Family Torn Apart, Patriarchal Supremacy Restored. These vignettes cover such issues as losing a child in a department store, the relationships between father and son or husband and wife, the wisdom of age, getting one's first girlfriend, and many more. Each is presented with humor, presenting a very believable picture of a family life which crosses cultural boundaries. Uh, the relationships between Matsuko Takahashi and Shige are particularly well observed with Shige giving advice and proverbs to all the family members and having a great strength of character. Uh, Takahashi and Matsuko's relationship is often the focus of the episodes, their rivalry, such as arguing about who has control of the te television, their frustrations and their difficulties, but the overriding theme is their love for one another despite their flaws and their desire to be the best parents possible for their children. Yeah, that's the paragraph on Wikipedia, because it it's just a lot of funny things that happen. <laughs> yeah, uh... Autumn joked about Nichijo. Nichijo is a KyoAni uh, anime that aired in the mid-aughts, which is very much just life in a town every day. Um, and is like this, though, way more extravagant with its animations. Um, there's a bit in this movie where some, like, hooligans are just running their little mopeds too loud at night, and the dad has to go out and look at that, like... You know, he gets scolded and going out and saying something to them. And he goes out and the, for the first time, the movie just turns into like a, like semi-realistic rendered, like sketch of these characters as just like human beings, like, like a sketch artist sketches moment in the night. And it's like really evocative and how different suddenly it feels. Nietzsche just like that all the time, like every 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, much as I was really, like, positive on this movie, I did have to watch it over two days just because, like, it, uh, because it feels so episodic, like, the, like, a hundred minutes is, like, a really long time to just, like, watch, watch shorts. Yeah. 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 And so <clears throat> I, I would happily watch, like, a 26 episode series of this. Well, uh, let me tell you, there is a series adaptation <laughs> of this comic. Oh, really? Huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, it is apparently uh, 61 episodes long, aired from 2001 to 2002. has nothing to do with uh, Ghibli, but it does exist. Huh. That might be worth digging into, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, <clears throat> that's the, that was, um, I was just feeling like, 
I don't know if the movie drags or if it's just a little too long to be this one thing that it is, but mm -hmm. uh, I will, I, I'm not giving it quite enough credit. There are like, there are tonal shifts at various po points in the movie. Um, they open, like the opening vignette, um, or not the opening, but one of the early vignettes about uh, someone congratulating Takahashi and Matsuko on their marriage is like one of the most probably the most gorgeous sequence we've seen in any of these movies and was like really moving in like the ways that it's representing how people move through life together um which is like a very different tone from like the extended vignette where everybody's forgetting all their stuff at home <laughs> the thing for me with this movie is um it's really pleasant and it's soft and it's about like you know it is a narrative about the togetherness of a family that loves each other through thick and thin and how those thick and thins are about the most trivial things in the world about like you know dad comes home and is exhausted and then the wife's watching her soaps so she's only going to have a banana and a pudding for him and he's got to pick one and that's what he's getting for dinner um <laughs> or like the grandmother constantly forgetting stuff in like an endearing way because the mom's also scatterbrained this is the most scatterbrained family they all need to like write shit down or something uh, i know <laughs> And it's, it's nice in like this very like mild, uh, inoffensive way that it's like really easy to kind of like scoff at because, you know, there's a lot of like narratives of like the American family. Like this could just be happy days, the anime, right? Like there's something mm -hmm. like repellent to people living or like, you know, people with sensibilities like you and me who are kind of like angry leftists who are poor, uh, queer people, um, to just see like, the family unit depicted in such a like nostalgic and thought like warm and uh generous way where like nothing really bad ever happens to these characters um and you contrast it with like only yesterday which is a movie that like the dad just hauls off and hits his daughter for no good reason and they never talk about it it's never resolved it's just a thing that happened because sometimes your parents are shitty and haul off and hit you um and there's there's no space for something like that in this movie so i feel like it's really easy to look at this and kind of like be like i i don't i can't connect to this like emotionally there's not a lot to be said here because what it's packaging is like an unreal thing but also i'm of the age now where like i would love to envision a, a world in which i had parents who were like this and i had a family life growing up like this it doesn't really represent my family life uh but it's nice to imagine mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's a it's a fantasy that like I can I can almost buy into because yeah I very much did not have this life at home but it's like oh <laughs> there's a funny there's a funny moment early on where um, Noboro is like imagining like oh if my parents had just been rich and mom had been like a good cook or and gorgeous or whatever like my whole life would be different and it's like I can almost do that with my own history in this movie of like oh if like my parents hadn't got divorced and some blah, blah, blah had happened. Like this could have been my life. And it's like, it's a very appealing fantasy, but it is absolutely a fantasy for most people. I know. Mm -hmm. um, um, I was reminded a lot uh, of the Simpsons uh, in the way that like the Simpsons is a little meaner, um, but like, at least the good years of the Simpsons would always end on like, but they care about each other at the end of the day. Um, and like, this has a lot of a similar heart running through it, even if it's like 
uh, a very different angle on the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Like I, the thing I think of is like stuff like um, like Happy Days or whatever. Like a very, like there's definitely like an old fashioned sensibility to the, its nostalgia. That's about uh, like the family that's not dysfunctional. Cause like, it's easy to like scoff at the Simpsons now, but I remember as a kid, there were other kids whose parents wouldn't allow them to watch the Simpsons. I just didn't watch mm. Simpsons. didn't think it was interesting, but like it was, it was a, it was a point of controversy among like some, a certain type of parent. Cause it represented like a realistic or like, you know, degrading look at the American family unit. Um, and that's just not on the table here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, this is way more of like, you know, Sometimes you laugh at a blondie strip when you're reading the Sunday paper. And it's not like the funniest thing in the world. And it's not changing anybody's life. Nobody's like a fan of blondie, but sometimes you're like, a Dagwood does eat those sandwiches. Um, <laughs> and that's how I feel about this. I mean, like the movie ends on, um, them singing K Sera Sera, which is yes. like, extremely emblematic of like this, uh, moment of like nostalgic, um, yeah, like looking back on like the golden age of the like nuclear family. Uh, I mean, that song's not about that, but I associate it strongly with that just because of when the song came out. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. What is and your favorite vignette, by the way? Um, my favorite vignette is. I really like the uh, one where everyone is rushing off in the morning and forgetting their food, their food or their bags or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really good. The dad trying to get a picture of everyone in the snow uh, while they're watching <laughs> TV is really good. Um, basically, any time the dad gets to be a big buffoon because I think he's like really adorable in the ways he's which he's a buffoon um, is good. Uh, I really like uh nonako when she's lost in the store and the little kid the little boy comes up and she just uh like very like rationally and clear-headedly and only the way like a five-year-old child can be talks to him gets him over his stranger danger fears and then brings him up to the desk and is like oh we're not related but this kid needs help i might i've lost my parents but i'll find them you don't need to look for them <laughs> uh, but this boy is like three and he needs help finding his mom <laughs> Yeah, Nanako is also like, I didn't get lost. All four of my family members, they got lost. I am like where I'm supposed to be. Which She's is like not wrong funny. is the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Another like really good moment for me was uh, after the motorcycle gang sequence that you mentioned earlier, uh, the dad's feel like kind of in his feelings because he was like not very like effective at like getting the motorcycle kids to go away and so he imagines himself as common rider basically yes it's interesting because i think the the subtitles call it masked rider which is the literal translation of common rider but the word they're saying is not common rider it's common something else and i just couldn't figure out what the word was because common right. rider in japanese is just common rider um and so it's very funny to watch them like veer just aside from the word and then the subtitles just bring it right back to the actual title <laughs> on accident um and like um at the end of that vignette like um they they just do the uh ikiru shot uh where he's like sitting on the swing just like contemplating life going by and it's just it's just a really good moment and like throughout this movie there's just like little poems and like um references to like classical japanese art uh and i think this is one of those moments and it's 
like very effective, even though it's like clearly just mashing together Common Rider and Ikiru for some reason. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, we could run down all these vignettes, but uh, there's it's it's just it's sometimes things are just nice. And that's all. There isn't a whole lot to read into it. Uh, and the best you can do is like, how much do you want to buy into warm family narratives? Because all of them are compromised by being part of a society. And sometimes you say, I just like to feel nice about a thing, even if I know it's not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. And just, given given Takahata's other films, I know that Takahata knows that this is not real. <laughs> right, right. Like, there was a moment where I was thinking about like, well, this doesn't really fit into his body of work at all. I'm like, eh, he could just have fun, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just want to make a... Sometimes you really like this comic strip about a family and you just want to make a movie. And you're not going to come up with a whole frame story that's like the most moving romance in cinema. No. Um, what? I'm looking at the English cast of this right now. I did not watch the English dub no. for one second because I assumed it was going to be bad at best um but J- uh james belushi is in the uh or jim belushi is in the english cast as the father yeah um um and then molly shannon molly shannon is the mother uh she's from saturday night live do you not remember oh, molly okay. shannon um the boy the boy is the guy from the kid from spy kids uh <laughs> And uh, the young girl is Liliana Mumi, and uh, she was uh, in a bunch of Disney stuff, and she was in, like, Lilo and Stitch. Not as, like, Lilo or Stitch, um, but uh, just in a bunch <laughs> of stuff. And then the grandmother's Tess, uh, Tess McNeil, who's in a bunch of stuff, including things we've covered. So, mm-hmm. um, Tess McNeil is a very famous voice actress. She's in Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and simpsons and futurama like she's some one of those people with like 300 credits so right meanwhile only two of the people in the japanese voice cast have wikipedia pages at all and i really couldn't place where anything that those people had been in unless there were some other ghibli movies i missed one of the voices was going to show up in princess kaguya and was in only yesterday or something i don't uh but yeah one of them was like a stage actor or mostly to tv dramas takahata continues to not cast popular anime voices in his works which doesn't surprise me yeah uh i think the i think in the japanese cast the actors do like a remarkable job yeah Um, which I'm very used to from Takahata films. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. I bet, I bet the, I bet the English dub of this is not terrible because uh, it was definitely made way later. This is one of those movies that, like, people were surprised when it came over. I remember that. Um, I just never seen it before now, uh, and I, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, this came out in 2005 in the, in for the first time in America. Oh wow! Okay. Um, at the same time as Pompoko, you want a double feature <laughs> of some emotional content. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is definitely my least favorite uh, Takahata we've seen, and I'd still put it over like most of the Miyazaki we've seen. Um, I think, I think, so it's weird because like things are complicated, right? Like, I would, I would rather watch this movie a hundred times than Grave of the Fireflies once ever again. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sit here and say this is a better movie than Grave of the Fireflies. I like it a lot more because it doesn't make me hate living. <laughs> yeah. I can't ever imagine watching Pompoko again. 
But like, yeah, I could definitely put this on if like someone just if I needed a way to spin it after tune. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's definitely one of those that like, yeah, is this like the greatest work of art? No, but I, I, I'll probably watch this again. This is one of the likeliest ones to be thrown on to just have a movie on. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Because like Pompoko, fantastic movie. A huge bummer. <laughs> a long, huge bummer. <sighs> and I guess Only Yesterday would be the competition for me, but Only Yesterday is a movie that I know I would end up paying way more attention to. Oh, yeah. Um, only Yesterday is a but Only Yesterday to me is like tied for first as best Ghibli movie watched so far for this podcast. So, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I get... Do you have more? Do we want to go to questions? Uh, this is a short podcast. Yeah, but... look, there's just not a lot here, and that, that and that's not mm. a crime. Some movies just yeah. are cute and nice, and uh, I think you should watch this one. I highly recommend it. And being immune to criticism is honestly the best thing you could say about it. I feel like this, like it's just good. <laughs> I just liked it. Uh, I did tweet 15 minutes into this movie that uh, our friend Grace from uh, Seasons needs to watch all the Takahata films immediately. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there they just they just finished movie. their uh, Miyazaki thing with uh, the wind rises, so they're they're done talking about uh, Ghibli. Just in time to go back and watch the good Ghibli movies. <laughs> <laughs> but then they'll get to Kaguya way before us. If you want to send us questions, you can do that podcast at neuralmapping.com. Um, you know, you can ask about prior movies, uh, whatever we're covering next. That's going to be spirited away. Uh, spoilers for when I tell you what's coming up ne- in, after these emails. Um, first email is from Tron. Uh, what was your favorite character in this movie? Who do you stand? Um, I like Nanako, but Nanako's not in the movie quite enough, so um, I would go with the mother. I think I love I love her no no shirt. It's good. <laughs> it's so cute. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the dad or the grandmother. They're both. I mean, I, I like everyone. Uh, I think ev- pretty much everyone other than the boy gets a lot to do. Oh, that one, <laughs> the one yet where that girl gives him uh gives him her umbrella as it's raining oh as like a God. nice gesture and he's like oh does she like me and then she rushes off to go get under the umbrella of the guy she likes and he's like no absolutely not and then she tries to take the umbrella back from him <laughs> fucking incredible oh it's so good and then yeah i think the next uh scene is like him Definitely about to get like some dirty magazines and then having to just like pick up a random book off the shelf that's not one of those. Yes. Very cute. <laughs> um, have you ever lost your parents in a public space when you were little? I, I can't remember. I know that I've had this happen to me in a Toys R Us when I was young enough that I only remember the story being told about it and not the actual event. 
I vaguely recall being lost in a high V at some point, but I don't remember anything beyond that. It was certainly never anything so big as a mall. It was just mm. the grocery store. Yeah. Um, what's the chore you find most annoying or tedious to do at your home? Uh, dishwashing, because we don't have a dishwasher. <laughs> Ooh. I cook, so I uh, legally declare myself uh, uneligible to do dishes as the cook in the house. Um, I think that's the system that Nora and I are going to get to once we move out on our own, is that I will cook and she will do the dishes, and that will be much better. Yeah, that's, that seems equitable to me. Um, the one, so I don't do that, otherwise it would be dishes. It's dusting for me, because I have really bad allergies, and w if I dust, I just have to lay down for four hours. I just feel sick afterwards. So. Um, um, and then, uh... Let's see. Lawrence texted me saying she sent an email while we yeah, were recording. I know. So. I got it. <laughs> um, what do you think about the hospital scene where Shige asked Tamao why she's in the hospital? There's like one vignette is just like quietly desperate and tragic and it doesn't really talk about it. it just is. Yeah. I, I don't want to say I needed that to have more of a point, but it was just like, oh, that's just really sad. And then yeah. the, the next scene was like funny again and had mm -hmm. nothing to do with this. Yeah. It was very, I don't want to say it. it's almost odd. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we have an email from Adam. Uh, from watching Grave of the Fireflies and only yesterday, I've developed an expectation from Takata's movies that I'd be sobbing by the end of them. I enjoyed this movie, but was kind of surprised uh, when it turned out to not be much more than funny fan vignettes. Uh, were you satisfied with what you got, or were you hoping for something more like a director from Takahata? Less serious question, who would you rather have as a neighbor, the Yamadas or Totoro? <laughs> um i was i kept expecting like like the last vignette is gonna be a real tearjerker or something like i kept like thinking that would happen um and it didn't um i'm not disappointed by that at all it was just like really surprising i thought it was going to pull like a totoro and be really sad at the last moment i guess yeah um i actually like that about it i think there's a tendency when like pr applying critical lens to stuff to say that like things that are serious are better because there's something to grab onto like in terms of critique like if something's like funny or cute and that's like its main mode uh you can critique a lot of comedy like what it's reflecting about society but for the most part it's like is it funny or is it not did you like it if so that's you liked it like it's like music taste you can't like you can't intellectualize the music taste. You either like something or you don't. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to discount that kind of art as lesser um, when it comes to things like this. We're like, we're looking at a film, we're going to take it apart. Um, it certainly makes the podcast short, but I don't think it's worth like going in, like saying, oh, you know, because Grave of the Fireflies is about something very important that it, it's, it's a better work of art because this movie is about a lot of the same things Grave of the Fireflies is without the tragedy, uh, without like the context of conflict driving forward a narrative. It is, Grave of the Fireflies is about how nice it is to hang out with your little sister, uh, until it's extremely not tenable to do that anymore. Um, and this is a movie about like appreciating that sometimes you get to hang out with your little sister and she's weird and cool. Um, and the whole movie can just be about that because it doesn't have the intrusions of expectation for what we think of when we think of narrative works. Um, and I appreciate that. I wish there were more things like this. Like I really like slice of life manga. Uh, Yotsuba is my favorite thing in the world. It'll never have a plot. Uh, hasn't had a plot in two decades. Um, 
And uh, I, I like holding on to those works, even if there isn't a lot to say about them, I think is important, like as a person who takes in media. Yeah, um, I was thinking about how like this is not a style of like storytelling you see in like um, media in the U.S. at all. Like, yeah, all of our media is so focused on like conflict and it is really refreshing to like poke my head into things like this and Yotsuba and like the thing the thing that's interesting to me is the place you do see this is in newspaper strips like the one American form that is just like still contains this kind of storytelling in it Mm -hmm. we're like you're just gonna have stuff happen none of it matters there's no overarching plot there's nothing to hold on to um you just just characters lightly telling softball jokes for you to look at as you have coffee in the morning (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I often, like, um, like, if I'm, like, thinking back and I'm, like, ranking all the Ghibli movies, for example, I'll, like, rate something, like, Only Yesterday really high because I think about Only Yesterday, like, almost every day of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about Yamada's, like, one-tenth as much as I think about Only Yesterday, but I don't think that makes it any lesser, and I think it's just, like, a weird, like loophole in like the sorts of things i care about in art uh and like how that interfaces with like you know we are critics that's what we do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and if there's something that doesn't like ask for a lot of criticism it's easy to like forget about it like i talk a lot about evangelion for someone who genuinely doesn't like evangelion (laughs) because it fills (laughs) up so much space it makes the machine go so well it just fires (laughs) on all cylinders and it will do so forever because that thing is dense and interesting um Whereas something like this, I, I like a lot, but I'm yeah, I'm not going to think about this day to day. The I answer. Didn't expect I, Evangelion to come up on this podcast. I was, I was just thinking of the thing that makes me do that the most, and it's like that or Star Trek, uh, basically. Um, and we're talking about anime, so Ava came to mind first. Uh, <laughs> the Yamadas or Totoro? Who would you rather have lived next door? Uh, I mean, Totoro. I would never speak to the Yamadas. I don't talk to my neighbors. <laughs> I think I would go with the Yamadas. I mean, the actual answer is I want the curio shot from Whisper the Heart uh, next door. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. But, but uh, I, I will hold to the question being of two things, and I will pick the Yamadas. But Totoro, Totoro is totally valid. I don't want to live in the country, but... That was another um, uh, like little fantasy. I was like, oh, that would be so nice. Um, it's like the park was like such a central thing, especially the grandmother's life. And I was like, oh, I really wish... like. I spoke to my neighbors ever and we had like some sort of place to go outside and like meet and hang out. Um, I would never do that, <laughs> but. Uh, so we have one last email from uh, Nora. Uh, thank you, Nora, for writing in. I'm just going to read all of this uh, a little, some, a little tidied up, but I uh, don't think I have very much to write out. This movie is really sweet and idyllic. It made me a little melancholic as somebody who's never had a good family life growing up. Uh, it reminds me of some ways of what remains of Edith Finch, which is a very good video game that everyone listening to this should play, uh, which is a game about family histories and context that made me feel existential. Since I played it the year, it became pretty clear I wasn't welcome in the family I was raised with. Uh, both the movie and that game paint such vivid pictures of family. I think my vivid, my favorite scene was the umbrella one where the whole family comes to walk the dad home in the rain together after arguing about bringing him his umbrella on the phone. Uh, it was just a really sweet moment. Uh, the Master Rider bit was really cute, too, if only because um, all my friends like Common Rider and it was a little piece of my friends in the movie. I do think it ran a little long, but I watched it in my fiance's arms, so you can't judge me for getting sleepy. 
Uh, anyway, who would you rather have as a neighbor? The Yamadas or Totoro? <laughs> Perfect. Good. Uh, thank you for that email, Nora. Yes. Oh. Next time we are watching Spirited Away, a movie we will have a lot to talk about. I guarantee it. Because uh, <laughs> it will for, be a much longer episode. <laughs> for 10 years, th- this was my favorite movie that i ever seen. So uh, we'll see if that holds true because I haven't seen it in a long time at this point. And I'm a little worried that the, the check has come and I don't have the money to pay it. <laughs> um, it's a good movie. It's maybe I, not the best movie ever, but it's good. Yes. No, it's a good movie, but I also know the, how Kiki hit this time. And Spirited Away is also about labor, but it's a little more Ooh. aware of what it's doing on that front. So, Okay. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, until then, Autumn, where can people find you? You find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. Um, you know, you and I took an extra week off of this podcast just because uh, coronavirus is, like, making everything weird. I've been having a <laughs> rough go of it lately, yeah. Me too. Uh, what? But what that does mean is that I have had uh, an episode, extra episode of Absolute Destiny Apocalypse go up. Um, so people can find that on my Twitter. Uh, and we just did a two-hour, very bullshit episode of Export Audio that was some of the most fun I've had podcasting in a long time. It was a good episode, uh, despite the fact that you and uh, your fiancé have terrible taste in what Zelda games are good or not. <laughs> what? That game is fine. Link Between Worlds is fine. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's fine. I, I would rather you said it was bad, I think. I think I'm more offended. <laughs> that you're just, your reaction is just like, eh. <sighs> It's fine. It's fine. I'm not I'm not going to get into it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. We have a lot of podcasts. You can find them at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, just last week, we had a Final Fantasy VII spoiler cast episode of Abnormal Mapping go up. Uh, Jackson talked with Austin, our friend Austin Walker, about uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is a game I did not play uh, and got both of them talking to me about it as they played it uh so i got the experience secondhand and it's a very good episode and then we should be recording our halo episode very soon so please look forward to that um if you'd like to support our network you can do that at patreon.com slash neural mapping for one dollar you get the great gundam project where we watch gundam every week we're done with g or sorry we are done with g gundam as this episode comes out the final episode of g gundam will be in two days and then next week we'll be starting gundam wing uh, so please look forward to that. Uh, there will be some special guests. I'm excited to talk about a Gundam that's in space and about things. Um, again, thank God. I just started that uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake episode, and Austin is talking about a game that's a cross between Final Fantasy Tactics and Morrowind, so I am going to buy it after this recording. Yeah. Uh, Austin has tried to badger me into playing Final Fantasy Tactics. I I uh, compromised with watching a Let's Play because I've tried to play Tactics so many times, and I don't like Tactics games, and literally the first map gives me, like, crippling anxiety when I watch it being played, because uh, I've tried to play that game so much, and it's so not in my brain to do so i keep thinking i don't like tactics games because i didn't play more than like four hours of uh three houses and i'm just trying to remember no i just don't like fire emblem i do like tactics games. most of most of my tactics friends would scream at the episode now fire emblem doesn't count (laughs) (laughs) yeah no honestly so uh 
anyway, we're talking about games, so we're clearly done here. Uh, we'll be okay. back in three weeks. is hit is this 12 i thought it was 13 shit i think it's 12 i'm gonna look i'm gonna look fact checking <laughs> it is 13 go to hell 